0: (laughs) I don't know how many of you have ever prepared messages before, but it's a journey, and it's a challenge, and um, some sermon preps have such an interesting start, and what happened for me is that the Lord gave me a picture, you know, a picture's worth a lot. And I began to think about this picture. I began to, to read about it, pray about it. And this nagging thought just kept at me, at me, at me. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me that I needed to try and show you the picture that I saw. And that's challenging for me to, to, to speak it. And so I thought of lots of different ways to do that. And I came up with one. I'm not sure you're ready for it. But I'm asking you if you would join me with your imagination as I attempt to present you the picture that the Lord gave me. And so as we as I start this it might seem silly, but it has great purpose. And so can we just ask the Lord to come? Holy Spirit, I don't have anything to say unless you speak through me. I ask you to come and you would minister to the deepest part of our our spirits and that we would understand you more and that we would be aware of your working and that you would show us yourself. So we open our hearts to receive from you today. And I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. To help your imagination, I'm going to ask for a little music. Is that okay? Could I have some? Maybe turn down a little bit? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event this morning. It's a match for world domination. And making our way down to the front of the ring is the angel of light. The Roaring Lion, the Father of Lies, and boasts of many other alias names also, too many to mention, weighing in at a whopping 225 pounds of pure bluff, this one is to be, you need to be really careful of, her purpose is to kill, steal and destroy. Watch out for this one, as her tactics engaged are devious and vicious. She uses alluring whispers. Half-truths, and strongly encourages self-pity and doubt to bait her trap. Fear surrounds her, seeping into those she encounters. Her strategies are very effective. Stirring up anger and frustration are her goals. It is entice you to live in offense with those around you. She boasts of many victories. Be on guard for this one. And now, making his way down to the front, the opponent and reigning victor. The one who is and was and is to come the almighty Lord of heaven and earth the champion weighing in as a featherweight hardly weighing anything at all his objectives is to give you life and life abundant his mission is to seek and save those who are lost his purpose that he might destroy the works of the devil he came to preach the good news to the poor. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of prison doors to those who are bound. This is the one who gave us the victory. The one who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The reigning victor. The reigning victor. As you look at angel of light and you begin to take off the layers you might be surprised at what's left a very small person inside there a small person without much power and if you look at the reigning champion you cannot see with your eyes the power that he carries you see he holds all power Because he is the king of kings. And his reign is eternal. And his spirit lives in you. Let me remind you of a few scriptures about his work in and through you. It says in Romans 8.37. It says, Yet in all these things... We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Say, I am more than a conqueror. Romans 8.31 says this, and what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Say, God is for me. me. Psalms 118.6 says this, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Say, the Lord is, on my, side. The Lord is on my side. I want you to kind of look at the match set before you. I want you to think carefully about this p- picture I presented to you today. Because each and every one of you face battles, problems, really difficult situations. Giants with so many names, who could name them all? And they all come and try and destroy you. You have to be aware that your enemy uses devious methods and cunning practices. His purpose is to take you out. But, but, how you see your opponent, the one that you're doing battle with on a day-to-day basis, how do you see him? Thanks, guys, I really appreciate it. You see, we tend to see our problems as really huge. And we see our God as kind of small. Oh, we would never say our God is small. We know in our mind that God sits on the throne in heaven and he rules and reigns. But the truth is, our problems seem pretty big at times. Overwhelming, impossible, without solutions and you must see the reality of the fight set before you and that is that now it says in second 2 corinthians 2:14 2, look at that now thanks be to god who always leads us into triumphant in christ he always leads us to victory do you understand that no matter what battle you're in he always leads us to victory. I come this morning to remind you of who you are and what you carry. I come as a cheerleader to cheer you on, to encourage you to persevere, to tell you see the answers come your way. I come reminding you of the truth, his truth, not my truth, his truth, the truth of God that we serve. He is not a featherweight. He is not small. He is the mighty God, and with him, nothing is impossible. In fact, look at what Colossians 2 tells us. It says, having wiped out the handwriting of a requirement that was against you, because there was a a written thing against you. It says he, he wiped it out. He's taken it away, and he nailed it to the cross. With your name on it, he nailed it to the cross. Then look at verse 15. It says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. You see, we are in a battle. It's ongoing all the time, all around you. But there are some things about the battle that are important for you to remember. Remember? Probably the most important truth is this, that your battle is not against people. I would guess right now you would like to share a few names with me to show me that there is a person involved in your battle. (laughs) I remind you what Paul said about this in Ephesians 6. It's the famous chapter that talks about the armor of God. And this is what it says. It says, our struggle is not with flesh and blood. You need to remind yourself on a day-by-day basis, this is not a battle about me and someone else. This is never about that. But it's against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And then it says, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And having done all, you will stand firm. Stand firm. You see, it's easy in the face of your battle to not recognize who your enemy is. You see, the enemy would like you to think, oh, this is just life. This is just life how it goes. This is just my lot that was dealt me. This is just it. And that's not truth. You have an enemy out fighting against you in every which way he can to try to take you out. And sometimes we think it's our husbands who are the enemy. You ever been there? (laughs) No. Sometimes it feels like your boss is the enemy. Sometimes it's a co-worker who's stirring up trouble. And that is one of the best tricks that the devil uses, is to lay the blame on flesh and blood, instead of actually seeing the reality of the world that is unseen at work in our lives. Paul tells us this in 2 Corinthians 10, he said, For though we walk in the flesh... That's what we do every day. We walk out in the flesh. He says, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. I want you to know something. You were prepared for battle. Father God gave you... They made a way. Jesus said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the cross. And he went and he paid the ultimate price. His life. That you could walk. Having everything you need to walk through life. And be victorious. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ came for this purpose. To destroy the works of the devil and you carry an authority in Jesus Christ to deal with principalities and powers of the unseen realm, I tell you this, he who is in you, he who is in you, is greater than he that is in the world. We must get a more accurate picture of what we are facing because there is an enemy A a very real one whose goal is to take us out. But he is no match for the Lord because Jesus Christ disarmed the rulers and authorities. And he, he put them to shame. And I would remind you something he already won the victory. He already won the victory. So you do not battle trying to gain victory. You battle from a place of victory. You are already victorious in him. And so whatever battle you do, you come from the standpoint, well, I already won. He that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. There is, there is, he, the enemy is no match for the Jesus. For Jesus not only are we not fighting against actual people but you have to remember what's available to you in the battle you see Ephesians 6 tells us this that we're supposed to put on the full armor I just remind you quickly your head is covered with the the helmet of salvation the price he paid that you could come into relationship with, with God the Father and God the Son. That's on your head. And your chest is covered with the armor, his righteousness. It's covering you. His righteousness so that the enemy sees Jesus when he looks at you. Because you are not, you, he is in you and he is Covering you. And he, on your feet, you have your feet shod with the gospel of peace. Do you feel like you have peace in your life? Because your feet are shod with that. And you have something to hold your armor on. It's called the belt of truth. And it's wrapped around your middle. And that truth is what gives you the power and authority to know who you are, to know who He is, and to know what He's done for you. And then you carry a shield. It's a huge shield. It's a powerful shield. And this shield is the shield of faith. And every dart that comes at you, that shield extinguishes the flaming arrows. It puts them out. That shield is for you to hold up against the whispers and the words of darkness. The mockery that he tries to make of you. The intimidation. The fears that come into, he comes against you with. You have to hold up your shield of faith and you say, that's not me. You cannot have that. I am covered. I am protected. I am the king's child. I'm seated in the heavenlies with him. I am more than a conqueror. Jesus is in me and he gives me everything I need for life and godliness. And then you have your most powerful piece of equipment of all. In your hand, you hold a sword. And a sword does damage. Right? And that sword... That you carry is the word of God. You see the word of God speaks into the situation and transforms it. Do you want to know why? Because the word of God is alive. It's not just words. It's truth. It's alive. It's active. It's powerful. It's moving. And it shifts and changes things in our situation. As we begin to speak the truth of God's word into what we face. It changes everything. So we have all this equipment to go into battle with, but the problem comes with sometimes our minds and our hearts. We think, um, hmm, I have this battle. Now, I'm not sure, is God actually going to move on my ha- behalf? Does he actually care? About what's happening with me? Will he actually do something? Because sometimes I don't feel like he does do things. Will he hear me? And sometimes he doesn't move in the way we think he should move. And sometimes. He doesn't answer in the way we want him to answer. And so then the enemy steps in. And he with his luring whisper and he says see god doesn't care about you he's never going to hear you and answer you and you have to have that belt of truth so buckled around you that you speak of the word of, of truth i'm chosen i'm sorry i'm chosen i'm anointed i have the king of kings within me i'm a child of god and he has met my every single need And he is not going to let me down. He cares more about my situation than I myself do. See, the enemy loves to use doubts and fears. Ever been assailed with doubts and fears? James tells us that we need to be careful. He said in James 1, 6, it says, But ask in faith. See, that's what I'm saying. You have to know who he is and what he's done for you so that you can stand with your feet planted, knowing that this is who God is in my life and that he is working and he is answering. And so it says, he who doubts is like the wave of the sea tossed by the wind. And let that, not that man suppose that he can receive anything from the Lord for he is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. So we got to stop wavering when we're praying. Have you listened to some people pray? Maybe if you, well, if you could, maybe could you, instead of saying, I thank you, Lord, that you've placed authority within me, that your word says in Jeremiah 33, three, if I call unto you, you answer me and you show me great and mighty things. So I stand behalf of On behalf of my brother or my sister. And I cry out for you to change the situation they're in. I ask you, your kingdom come, come, your will to be done in their life. I ask you to move in a powerful way and bring healing and deliverance for them. And we need to come and, and face the enemy head on and speak the truth of what the word says about our situation. So the Lord showed me some tools for you to use in your battle. I'm only going to share one of them with you today. And um, I, I call them our strategies. And so this is how I fight strategy number one. It'll be an interesting one, one you might not expect but every one of them are powerful. And if we can take these strategies from the Lord and use them as we do battle, it will change what happens. So number one is <laughs> submit. I bet that one wasn't what you were thinking was coming, was it? I want you to look at James 4, 7. It's interesting. It says, therefore, submit to God. God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's interesting because this verse speaks about an issue of our heart. See, we call upon God to move in our problems, our battles, our war. But do we actually relinquish it to him? Do we actually give it to him? You see, I see it over and over. We want full control. And we want God to defeat the enemy all at the same time. You ever done that? There is something that happens in the heavenlies when we release totally to him, take our hands off of it, the situation that we're facing. And I'll tell you something right now. It is really easy for me to stand up here and say it. It's another thing to walk it out. So I remember praying about over my grandson, many of you prayed with me for my grandson um, who was facing um, he was facing jail and I prayed a lot over him and I said with your mouth, God your kingdom come your will be done at the same time I, I had this difficulty of but I want you to do it this way I want you to answer me but i put these parameters on you because that couldn't possibly be what you want so I, I really want you to work this way you see there's difficulty in submitting because that means that we must trust him with that which we value the most And we forget that God is more interested in victory in the lives of those we love than we are. His heart is for them. We carry the pain and agony of loved ones' decisions. And we try to battle from our own strength rather than from God. So James tells us, therefore, submit to God. Submit to him. And we think that we can't submit because then we can't control the outcome. And this is important in our, such an important issue in our relationship with God. Sometimes the word, sometimes the word use is humble ourselves before Him. You'll see that in the Scripture. And what does submit actually mean? It, it actually means that we're yielding to the ability of another. So I'm going before the Lord, and I'm yielding to His ability rather than my own ability. Isn't that good? You know, um, it. I really believe that it is a key to seeing answers. To laying down all the things that concern you and. If you're like me, there's a whole list of them. I I was pretty shocked this week as I was journaling and praying and journaling and I'm like, and I'm praying for this person and that person and this person and this person and this person, the list was huge and I was like, God... To see breakthrough in their lives. That you would move in their lives. That you would hear and answer on their behalf. My heart is breaking, God. Please move in their lives. And his heart is breaking more than mine. And he cares about what's happening in their lives. There's this verse. And you can find it on a wall plaque in lots of houses. But it's actually... Words that need to be written in the fiber of your being. Do you know what it is? (laughs) It's found in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You probably learned it as a child. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Right? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not into your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. There's a a verse that I quote, too. It's in Psalms 125, I think. Verse 1, and it says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion which cannot be moved, but abides forever. See yourself. I, I'm trusting in him, so it doesn't matter what the words are coming in my ear, whispering to me. It doesn't matter about the, what I see. It doesn't matter about the doubts assailing me. What matters is that I trust in the Lord, so I stand firm, and I'm not moved by what I see, but I'm, I'm moved because of him and his heart for me. You see, James tells us that first we need to position ourselves, in a place of reliance that's what that submit is positioning ourselves that i rely on you god whatever comes whatever happens i'm relying on you our hearts need to say um also that we would wait on him because i don't know about you but i like quick answers how about you We want results, and we want them now, and want to pray, and there it is. And sometimes God makes us wait, and he has purpose in the wait. Did you understand that? There is purpose in the wait. And we're, we, so we go, okay, I'm waiting, but that seems like I'm not doing anything, and there's a hundred things I should be doing. Oh, you know, that's the idea we get. And he's saying, wait on me. Wait to see what I'm going to do. Trust me, look to me, keep your eyes fixed on me, keep your eyes fixed on me. Sometimes the battle strategy is to wait. And waiting calls upon our ability to trust in the living God of who he is. There's a verse I found in Psalms 9 verse 10. And I want to read it out of the Passion Translation just because it just says it a very unique way. It says, For everyone who knows your wonderful name keeps putting their trust in you. They can count on you for help no matter what. Oh, Lord, you will never, no, never neglect those who come to you. I'll tell you that waiting is not standing still, wringing your hands. Waiting is celebrating the work of God that is happening while I sit back and trust. It's knowing that he's working even when I don't see him working. Burke had no idea what I was preaching on this morning. And yet she chooses songs that speak to what I'm, uh, the very heart of what I'm, and then Becca leads prayer and she's talking about the very things that God has put on my heart for you. So we must understand that in submitting to God, that allows us to resist the devil and watch him run away. You see, he's made us able to resist, he's made us able to do. War in the heavenlies. He's empowered you to do damage to the camp of the enemy. It's in you because he's in you. And he is the victor. And so the first way that you fight your battles with the Lord is submit to him. Submit to him. Submit to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want a quick recap be careful how you see the enemy he's really nothing he was defeated and you carry power and authority because of Jesus in you not on your own but because of him in you and he will give you the words to speak And God is desiring that we, he said to me, he showed me this picture of this huge man. Huge man. And then this very small person. And he said, my people, they see me like this. And they see the devil like this. And God is wanting you to change how you see your enemy. He's small and insignificant. And God is all powerful. The mighty God. The king of all the earth and he wants you to understand that he's on your side and that he wants you to know that when you go to battle in prayer that he hears and he answers that your words are effective that things are happening you see when I pray I believe that it changes things all of us need to believe that when we pray things happen Don't look for what you see, but believe that God is moving. Even if your eyes can't see it, he's moving and he wants to change the situations you're in. He isn't wanting you to be in battle after battle after battle. He wants you to stand and having done all, you're going to stand. You're going to stand and see God's victory in your life and over your family and over your workplace and over your situations because he is the king of all the earth. Will you join me in by standing? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know intimately some of the problems you guys are facing. And I'm here to tell you this morning that God is victorious and he is victorious over your problem. That it doesn't surprise him that there's a phrase that with God, nothing is impossible. And he wants you to know that, that the situation you're facing is not impossible. The enemy would love to whisper to you and say, it will never work. You'll fail. It's bad. It's this, it's that. He's always got things to say. And it's time we told him to shut up. And it's time that we said, Jesus, Jesus, is lord over my life and he's got me and he's got my issues and he's got my problems and he is working and i'm going to choose to trust him i'm going to be like mount zion that is immovable unflexing i'm going to stand on behalf of my nation and i'm going to believe that god is moving in my nation I'm going to stand on behalf of my county and believe that the darkness has to flee and the light of his presence is going to invade our county. And things are shifting and changing. And we declare over our, our church and our county that in 2024 we will see such significant changes because there is a people of God who know who they are and know what they carry and they believe that God is able For you to believe him, God is looking for you to ask him, God is looking for you to submit yourself to him and say, I choose, I choose to trust. So, Lord, I pray over my people and I ask, Lord that by the power of the Holy Spirit there would be such a shift in how they move and function that they would see that they can cast aside those things that so easily try to take them out and that they could stand strong because of the armor of God because of the very presence of the Spirit in them. I thank you, Lord, for everyone of their situations, and I declare breakthrough and freedom over them. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you spoke to me and you said that in 2024, we were going to see miraculous miracles, unbelievable miracles. And so I stand on behalf of those needing a miracle today, and I say, God, today's a good day for that to happen. it all. We just praise you and love you. Lord, in Ephesians, you said that you had strengthened us with power and might, the same power that brought Jesus up out of the grave. So I ask you to infuse us with that power as we go out today. That we would know your presence. We would know your authority. We would know your power. And we would lean in heavily, waiting on you, oh God, because of your great goodness to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you need someone to stand with you and pray with you, there'll be somebody at the front that will pray with you. If you need a prophetic word, there'll be somebody up front that will pray with you and and speak God's life over you. And I just encourage you to walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Lord. Put your hand in your heart this morning. He is the God of the impossible. He can do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you could ask or think. And he wants to bless you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you peace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.